Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa, uh, Husker Dan from Husker Max, uh, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska, where I just was for the past week. I got back yesterday. Um, grandpa, how you doing? It's been a day. So <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. I just noticed that on our on our video cast, neither one of us is wearing any Husker apparel. No, I don't know. That's just the offseason, <laughs> though, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We we don't get into. Yeah, we we still have some time. They, we don't have fall camp yet for another few weeks here. So, um, but yeah, once we once we get to Dublin, then we got to put on the Husker stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. we have we have a few things up front, in up our upfront up news. What yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so one big two Husker related things with players. Uh, we Maverick Noonan committed to Nebraska, uh, I believe, on Friday of last week. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, but that's that's a huge pickup for Nebraska. We talked about him uh, beforehand. Um, and yeah, Grandpa, what? A, why should why should we be excited about Maverick Noonan? I think he's. First of all, he's an in-state kid, and that's great. He's a great player. I know he's a three-star player. I think we had said before, or I said, that maybe he was ranked a little higher than that, but still, who cares? He's a he's a great, I believe, a great edge rusher, something Nebraska has not had. This is, I think losing this would have been a bigger deal. I mean, it's great getting him, um, but losing this caliber of a player at in-state in your backyard would have been – I think it would have sent the wrong message to, uh, you know, to this uh, football program. And I was just really, and I know I texted Danny the other day and uh, he has to be just really, really excited and proud of, of his kid having, you know, he let him make up his own mind, which is good because you don't want to have your kid go to where he doesn't really want to go. And it was became between Stanford and, uh, and the Huskers. And I guess one of the deciding factors was is that football is a really big thing here in, uh, in Nebraska. And it's not so much at Palo Alto. Uh, the weather's yeah. great, uh, great school and so on. So, uh, you know, the fan support is great. Uh, you look at the, the, the crowd that was there for a uh, – a three and eight team, Iowa coming into Lincoln uh, last November. And how many, how many programs would do that? I mean, you don't want to be in that position very often, but it's like, wow. I mean, the fans are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I think that pulls a lot of uh, players. When we talked to Jordan Westerkamp, I remember him talking about that uh, and saying that he, he just like the football culture in Nebraska and the entire state, gets into it because Nebraska doesn't have a professional sports team. The closest they really have to that is there's a farm team for the Royals in Omaha called the storm chasers. Right. Um, So, but that's, I mean, it's baseball, but it's not, it's minor league baseball. It's not really the same thing. That's not the same level. Uh, And that's why uh, we'll talk about the college world series in a little bit, but that's why when you get the college world series in Omaha, which you just had over the past week and a half here uh, is you get the entire city of Omaha, the star state of Nebraska, going to Omaha, watching those games. Uh, and that's why you sell out this, tw- you get 26, 27,000 people at this game and probably 50 to 60% of them don't really care about the, like they don't have a team in it. 
really they because they just are in nebraska and that's the that, like that's what you do during the summer in nebraska is you go to those games and it's tradition and there's all these places that you go so i think that's a huge huge plus that nebraska has uh when recruiting and of course uh, maverick understands the history with his dad playing for nebraska so yeah and you got to see the semi-final game between arkansas and uh Ole miss yeah the first miss, one and you and i said whoever wins that game we thought would win the national championship and uh, yeah, that was lo true. and behold, yeah, Ole Miss won four to two yesterday against Oklahoma in game yeah. two to wrap up the their first national title, which is kind of crazy to think um, that the College World Series has been around since the night. I think it was like 1964 or something like that, somewhere before around that, there. Before uh, that, sorry, I meant 46. Yeah, um, yeah, 1946, 47. I think somewhere around there, and you have that much time and you haven't one a single one uh which is just crazy to think that you would have had so many chances with it being a double elimination tournament and there's eight teams in it so you have a pretty you have a higher percentage than the um, and not the nfl i'm trying to think than college football of getting into the playoffs basically and like regional super regionals but yeah that's it's really great for them uh they had i mean you could just see the joy when they were celebrating uh yesterday Unfortunately, I was driving across Western Nebraska at that time, so uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to hear anything uh, or watch it at all because <laughs> there's nothing in Western Nebraska cell phone coverage wise, uh, especially when you're driving back on the interstate. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, it was a uh, really great to, to see Ole Miss win that and, and really just a great college world series in general. Uh, there were yeah. a bunch of upsets and no one thought Oklahoma was going to even be in the finals and they almost won that second game. So. You know, it was it was surprising. I think you and I talked about this last week, and, we, and we're doing this on a Monday, Monday, June twenty seventh. Normally, yeah, this, uh, over the weekend, but because of your traveling schedule, that uh, we had to move it back. But um, yeah, the 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 thing that was surprising, I think, if you take out of that, it, yeah, Ole Miss wins the College World Series for the first time. That's great for any team. I can't imagine how excited their fans are, but. But the number of home runs that were hit in that stadium, that is no small task. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah. I, was, I was surprised at that. Yeah, in that, first, in that first game of the finals, Ole Miss hit back-to-back-to-back home right. runs to maybe. basically take a commanding lead of that game 8-3, to three, and then they end up winning 10-3. to three. Right. Uh, Or maybe it's 8-2 to two at the time, I forget. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just absolutely crazy. You don't see that in the MLB. And that's why college baseball is so much more exciting to watch because I get it. You have the metal bats and everything. And some people don't like that. Like the baseball peers don't like that because you think, Oh, the kids are strong enough now where you should be able to hit a wooden bat. And then just, you have it go still just as far. But I mean, those home runs with the metal bats aren't like shooting off 475 feet onto the concourse. It's the, the longest one, the longest home run, uh, we got to see the longest home run at, uh, that is not we, you and me, uh, me, my uncle, my mom got to see at that Arkansas Ole Miss game. Uh, we got to see the longest home run ever hit at uh, what is now Charles Schwab Field, used to be TD Ameritrade Park, still same place, but the new field they've been using since 2009 or 2008, somewhere around there. Uh, we got to see the longest home run, and that was only 436 feet or something like that, which, yeah. I mean – get a wooden bat you can that home run's probably going 400 feet and not clearing that wall so i don't know but um 
it was it, it's more exciting to watch as a as just a neutral fan and i think that's why the college world series brings so many people from just nebraska in general who don't get who don't really care about the teams in it uh, to go watch and that's why you sell all those stadiums uh, and it makes for a great atmosphere it's probably one of the most fun sporting events i've been to and i've been to a nebraska football game that is higher don't worry uh, <laughs> than than a college world series game but like MLS games, soccer, other soccer games. Uh, I haven't been to a pro football game or anything like that, but like going to hockey games or something like that, it's not the it's not the same. So, uh, and, we got, and we got to do over the week, or actually Friday, not, not, not over the weekend, but uh, our Husker fans salute the troops golf scramble, and we got to uh, Mickey Joseph was our featured speaker. Yeah, you got your you got your picture taken with him. Got to visit with mm-hmm. him. That was, yep. was I got to look tiny by Russ. Uh, Hochstein and uh, Jeremy Selecta, the two uh, former offensive linemen for Nebraska. So I look like a midget compared to those guys, but that was, it was really cool to meet them. And then Cole Pensick was also there. Uh, Jerry Murtaugh and CJ Zimmer. So uh, that was, that was really cool to meet those guys as, as well. And uh, I can't, there were also a few ex Husker coaches there, but it was a, it was a ton of fun. If you guys couldn't make it this year, uh, come next year it's a lot of fun it's a good fundraiser for the salute thing in october which if you can make that that'd be awesome too because uh, i think we're trying to figure out how i can come out there for that and uh we can that'd we can be, do something there but it's that'd in be, that'd be the weekend of november 12th and 13th when nebraska travels oh not october Michigan. okay right yeah okay all yeah. right because you have to wait for them to yeah so uh the uh the cool thing about the salute event in the in the fall is the uh you get to go on the on the field at Nebraska on Memorial Stadium. Are you guys still doing that? I remember yeah, we see that absolutely. one. Okay, you get to yeah. go on the field, uh, which is really cool. You get to walk through the tunnel. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and then yeah, yeah, and then you get to watch Nebraska play a game with a bunch of diehard Nebraska fans, which is the most fun I've had um, in in a long time. It's basically like being at Memorial Stadium, except if Memorial Stadium was a Marriott hotel dining room, like, <laughs> like ballroom. So, uh, but it's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, I've, I've been before, I haven't been in a long time, but, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can get, uh, get there this year. So if you guys can make that, we'll give you more details once that's coming up, obviously that's in November. So not too much now, but, uh, golf scramble to make that next year too. That'd be, uh, awesome. It's a great fundraiser to support a, a really good cause to support the, the veterans of this great country that helped protect it. So, uh, yeah. And then also, uh, we got to go to hell that you and me got to go to, uh, hold on. Let me think, correct grammar. Uh, you and I got to go to, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Maybe I'll pass it over to the person with the, the degree in English. Um, <laughs> uh, but is it, is it you and me? I don't know. We don't have to talk about this. You and I. You and I. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You and I got to go to Hell Varsity Club on Thursday night uh, and talk to Tommy Armstrong, DeMorne Pearsonell, and Deontay Williams. Uh, Tommy and uh, we we talked about trying to get Tommy on. Uh, We talked to him. He he says, like, oh, yeah, we just had camp and stuff. So uh, when we're done previewing all the uh, different units for Nebraska, this year we're going to get him on and talk with him about uh, that Northwestern game where, again, he didn't throw the Hail Mary, but he was in that game for the majority of it uh, and and kind of what he, what you get from the sidelines from that and then also uh, his 99-yard touchdown pass to Quincy Anunua in the Gator Bowl 
uh, against Georgia, longest in Nebraska history. Um, so we'll talk to him about that kind of stuff. And then also uh, what, what he's seeing from the quarterbacks this year on the competition there. Uh, we also got to talk to Greg Smith at the Hill. So the place we went, it's called Hale Varsity Club. If you don't know what Hale Varsity is, it's probably the biggest uh, Nebraska sports coverage, uh, like com- company, I guess. Yeah. Company in the, uh, in, in Nebraska or anywhere in the United States back in the world. Uh, and they opened a like restaurant called Hale Varsity Club in Papillion, Nebraska. Uh, really cool. I'd recommend go checking out. There's lots of TVs you can watch. Uh, they got baseball on. It's not just, they turn them on for, uh, Nebraska stuff, but it's, it's live sports, uh, really good food. We had some wings and, and, and uh, some, some shrimp and stuff that was really good. And then we got to go talk to uh, Tommy Armstrong, Tremonti Pierce, Nell, and Deontay Williams. And then, as I was saying, we got to also talk to Greg Smith, who uh, runs a podcast for Hale Varsity. I don't remember the name of it. At least it's a video series. It's like a, it's a video podcast on yeah. uh, YouTube. Uh, so if you go to that Hale Varsity youtube channel it'd probably be on there um but that was really cool to meet him he said he's going to check out our podcast so if you're listening greg uh, it was it was great to meet you and uh thanks for listening so uh yeah but that was that was pretty cool and then we have one unless you wanted to say something about uh any of that grandpa no, but we have no, we have yeah. one final thing that we need to talk about actually two one of them's quick um the other one is going to take a little bit more talking to we'll start off with the one that affects nebraska directly uh, Nuruddin Nueli, the offensive guard, has to sit out a year uh, because he failed his drug test in the spring. So he he's practicing with the team during the fall, and then he's going – or during this season, I guess, and then he's going to rejoin playing on the team in 2023. Uh, Grandpa, how much of an effect do you think that this is going to have on Nebraska's offensive line, which we already talked about? Uh, it, it two weeks ago, how much of an effect do you think it's going to have on that offensive line? Do you think it's going to shift around starting spots? Uh, what, what is this effect going to have on Nebraska's offense? Well, you know, you're looking at a, uh, a, a position or a room that's already been compromised. And so you lose him. He was a starter last year at left guard. Um, so you're losing experience. And, and he, in addition to sitting out a year, he loses a year of eligibility. So it's, yeah. I think it's, you know, it is what it is, as they say, and I hate to use cliches, but it, you just have to go on. And they've known about this for some time that this, this drug test, uh, the results came out. I'm, they said in, in spring, that could be March, it could be April, it could be, who knows? So they've yeah. known about, not like they're, they're catching the, you know, Donovan Riola by surprise. He has his work cut out either way, so you just hate to lose the experience. I, I, I don't know that that it's it's a, it's a tragic loss, um, but it still is a loss, and that's something that uh, you need more pluses in that offensive line. Yeah, and I mean, I I think it's a it's a it's a like decent loss, but as we we're talking about, Nebraska basically has two lines, full offensive lines of experience there now with Hunter Anthony coming in. Um, and yep. Kevin Williams as well, that it's really like, this could have been a huge blow to Nebraska, but really it's not right. because you have that experience. You can plug someone in that has big 10 experience, has big 12 experience um, is a good player. So again, this stinks, but he'll be back in 2023. 
that's going to be big because uh, I think maybe if he came in this year and then maybe he wouldn't want to come back in 2023, I don't know. Um, but having that he's committed to coming back in 2023, that's, that's, uh, that's good. And I mean, I think he, he knows that he, he knows that he's screwed up. Scott Frost said that, um, that he understands what's going on and is, uh, that he's a he's a good kid and he'll figure it out. So uh, it's it's just it's one. I, I was really smart when I was his age. I knew everything. And I, you know, yeah, <laughs> she's just there. yeah, dumb stuff when you're young. And it's amazing that a lot of us have survived our uh, our youth to uh, live to ripe old ages. So yeah, I I don't. Yeah. I'm not. That's yeah, kids and you feel bad for him. There's such a narrow slot in one's life to, in, in this case of playing college football, I don't know what, what he has planned after college uh, football, but, but to think that uh, that's just one less year that you get to, uh, to uh, enjoy yourself playing, you know, on a power five football program and probably the greatest or the second greatest uh, football conference in the, in the country. So yeah, I, yeah. we'll get along. It'll, you know, Donovan will do fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. And, and as we said there, you got so much experience on that line that it's really not going to matter too much. So um, that's, that's good, but uh, all right, let's get into, uh, Oh wait, I did actually, I said, I had one more. I said, I had two things. That was one. Uh, the other one, this is just really quick. It's kind of funny. Now, on Wednesday, Ohio State secured the rights to use the word the, the trademark rights to the word the for a new merch line that they're coming out with because always NFL Monday night presentations, it's the Ohio State University. So basically that's what they're going off of. Uh, but everyone everyone freaked out because they're like, how can you trademark the word the? It's like in so many things, what's going to go on? Like uh, it, it was it was just kind of funny uh, to to see that, but uh, yeah, the 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 merchandise looks pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that, I just thought that was a little nugget we can add in a Big Ten stuff. So uh, I, I yeah. would love it. I would love it if the Husker players, when they get interviewed on TV, just say, you know, where are you from? I'm from the University. <laughs> of I would love it if they would start that. Just we gotta just we gotta add that though. Like it's you you gotta silly. build up. Yeah, I know you got to build up to that though, because Nebraska can't really do that. Ohio State can because oh, they have that, yeah, right. they have that uh, repertoire, but Nebraska right. has got to build that first. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's move on to the, to the meat of today's episode. Uh, the linebacker preview. Uh, so linebacker coaches, inside linebackers, we got Barrett Rude coaching and then Mike Dawson is coaching outside linebackers. Uh, we did lose quite a few linebackers, but I think overall, we're going to be okay. Uh, the guys that we lost, most notably Will Honus, who I forgot about. I thought he went to the NFL. Turns out he was injured. Uh, and he was injured last year for the entire season. Um, blew out his knee, I believe. Uh, and then he transferred to Kansas State to join uh, Adrian Martinez. I don't know if that's why he transferred. Yeah. Uh, but he he transferred to Kansas State. Um, and then... So he's, he's not there anymore. I was kind of excited for that once I read that because I was reading the, the uh, Hale Varsity preview that they did, and they had listed him as a uh, as, as a as like someone that's coming back after being from injury. Uh, but I guess that uh, Will Honus transferred before they could uh, change that. So uh, anyway, that that's kind of a big loss, but not really. The biggest loss, I would say, uh, would be Jojo Doman 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he left for the NFL. Uh, he did everything for Nebraska. He he ran kind of the hybrid linebacker safety position that uh, Mike Dawson likes to run with those guys. Um, he had two forced fumbles, two INTs, nine tackles for loss, two sacks, and 72 tackles. That's that's just huge. For That's a huge loss for Nebraska. And he he would have got even better this year. I'm not saying that he should like that he should have left when he did. I don't. Yeah. I, was he a senior? Did he have any eligibility left? I you think know? he had another year of eligibility. Yeah, I um, mean, I mean, he didn't get drafted in the NFL. I think if he plays yeah. this year, he probably gets drafted for sure. He got picked up on a free agent contract, I believe. I can look yeah. that up while yeah. uh, you're talking about this, Grandpa. But yeah, what do you think about who Nebraska's lost? And yeah, that's like, that's that has to be the biggest loss. Um, you know, outside linebacker and Jojo played with such heart. Um, was he a kid who had the most talent? Probably not, but he made up for it in, in determination and uh, passion. I, I love to see that kid play. He got injured uh, at, in the 10th game. He had to miss the last two and uh, had to have surgery on his, on his hand or his wrist. I forget. Um, so I just, you, you just, if you had a whole team of players like that, man, you'd be, you'd be in every game and probably winning and playing for national championships. So, yeah, I, I really, really miss him. You, you look at, um, you know, you look at it, one of the things that is, you know, you look at all these other rooms uh, for the Huskers, you know, um, quarterback, receiver, offensive line, defensive line, so on, uh, special teams, you know, they all, picked up players in the transfer portal, but when it comes to linebacker, they had zero transfers. Yeah. Despite I mean, losing players like Jojo and Phil Darius is not going to be there either. He's, yeah. he's gone to Virginia tech. So I thought it was kind of interesting that, uh, that that happened, um, that they didn't get anybody on the transfer portal, but Outside linebacker Garrett Nelson, he's he has to be the stud of the group. Uh, that kid yeah. is a great player. Love to see him play. He plays the game the way you know uh, of your. I mean, he's he's plays it the way you want a, a player to to be. He's plays with great passion and and I think he loves the game. Um, so it's he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Garrett Nelson's going to be a beast on that yeah. linebacking core, especially on the line. You put him and Oshawn Mathis, uh, as we've, as we've been talking about, you put him, those two guys on opposite sides of the line and you're going to have to run straight up the middle yeah. because they're just going to destroy those outside offensive linemen. Uh, and then if Caleb Tanner can get going, this is yeah. going to be scary yep. because he had two sacks last year, but he was, he played in spurts kind of, it didn't uh, really, there wasn't, he didn't have a lot of consistency. Um, and if he can get that consistency, that's going to be really great. Cause there were some games he had really great games. I think Ohio state was one of those games that the, really the entirety of Nebraska's defense played really great against Ohio state. Uh, I know Garrett Nelson played insane against Ohio state. He forced a fumble with about a minute and 50 seconds left. Unfortunately we didn't recover, uh, but that could have been huge. Yeah. Um, so he, that and then Caleb Tanner, you get those two guys going. Uh, Luke Reimer and Nick Heinrich are going to be back in a big way uh, for the inside linebackers. Uh, those guys are the journeymen of this of this team. Even though Heinrich's only a sophomore, he had uh, about a hundred tackles. He had ninety nine, 
Yeah. Uh, which is, which must be frustrating for him not to get that hundred number, but yeah. um, the, I did see one thing that if he had had one more tackle, it would have been the first time since like 2008 or something that Nebraska had um, or no, no, not 2008. Maybe it was later than that, that it, I think it was since Barrett rude and uh, yeah, yeah. 2003. Uh, it would have been the first time since two Nebraska players had 100 tackles in the same season since wow. Mario Williams did it in 2003. Wow. So, wow. Uh, th- but th- they're going to do it this year. I can definitely tell. Reimer had 108. He also had uh, an interception against Buffalo that almost went in for a touchdown, which was just amazing because you could. That just showed his effort level too, because there were guys like falling all around him. He was, it was, everyone was basically on the sideline for that play. He stepped out at the one or like the the half yard line basically. Um, and then, and then it didn't count as a touchdown after a few, uh, unfortunately for him, because you want to get that pick six, but uh, he just kept fighting for it. He probably hit the first guy at the five and just trundled all the way down to the half yard line before he stepped out where he really, he fell into the end zone. It would have been a touchdown if he didn't step out. So uh, yeah, but this, this linebacking core is going to be fine. I think even with Will Honus leaving uh, and um, Phil Darius Payne leaving as well, uh, there aren't too many other big transfers away. And as you said, there's no transfers in this linebacking core. Right. I think right. that that would be more surprising if this linebacking core was not already really solid. Right. And having it be as solid as it is right now is just like, that's a really great thing to that rock that you can have for your defense with the, with the linebackers. And uh, we'll talk about safeties and cornerbacks next week, but those guys also have experience. Uh, and it, I mean, Nebraska's always showed up defensively. They showed up defensively a lot last year. Uh, they, we haven't got blown out really by anyone too recently um, in, unless our offense wasn't going super well and it was like 28 to seven or something like that. But we haven't like, we held Ohio state to 23 points held Oklahoma to 23 as well. Uh, so, I mean, take what you can from that, but those offenses were pretty high flying the rest of the year. So uh, that's, that's a pretty good sign for Nebraska. That I think that, another couple of players who probably are going to take a, major step forward is Chris Kalarovic. Uh, he's a senior. Um, he played in every game last year. He had 27 tackles and, and one TFL with, I mean, those stats aren't great, but uh, I think they're very yeah. high on, on him. And they brought in Ativa Mog. Mag- Mag- I have no clue how to pronounce that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he actually, I mean, he played last year for the Huskers, but he's transferred from Diablo Valley community college uh, the year before that. He's a senior. So, um, you know, again, his stats aren't impressive, but I, I think he can be a force. Garrett Snodgrass is another one, kid from New York, Nebraska. Um, so, you know, there's, I guess you, you look at developing talent, uh, and, uh, but they got to be feeling really good about that room. Um, and I'm, yeah. They, now they got some other players, Jamari Butler, Jake Applegate. Uh, Ernest Hausman, who is another kid who they're very, very high on, uh, you know, he's a, he's a true freshman out of Columbus. Yeah. He has a great, uh, personal story there too. Uh, and, um, so, you know, I think there's, there's enough, uh, talent there. Some of it has to be, uh, you know, developed and, it, and the way that you get 
talent developed is is game experience. I believe. I, yeah, you can yeah. rip and, yep. and practice, but but I think if you are uh, uh, if you're playing, you get some snaps in there. Uh, that's that's where your level of of uh, expertise gets uh, you know upped a few notches. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, all these guys. This is kind of like the offensive line situation where you have a lot of guys that have some experience. So you, you have guys that you can sub out that you don't have to play Luke Reimer and Nick Heinrich most of the game every single right. time, because they're going to get injured that way. And that's what, that's what you don't want from Nebraska is to get your best inside linebackers injured. Uh, and then Garrett Nelson doesn't have to play all that much because Oshawn Mathis can kind of take over that role too. Uh, and, and Simon Ott should be able to pick up some of that stuff too, as well as Caleb Tanner. Uh, so, I mean, the the offensive line and the linebacking room kind of have a lot of things in common uh, with all the experience that they have and not I mean the offensive line you get two transfers which isn't a lot and then linebacking core no transfers so I think that just that could be looked on as a bad thing but I really think it's just the coaching staff being like okay we don't need this I mean we've compared the transfer portal to free agency which is basically what it's become uh, where you attract the players that want to play for you and you get those parts that you need and you plug them in. And then here you go. We got a fixed program now. So I, th- I think that they know that they don't need to do anything to this room. They don't need to touch the linebacking core at all. Uh, they just need to le- leave it alone and develop those guys on the field and turn them into third or fourth round draft picks, which I think uh, Nick Heinrich will definitely be a high draft pick when he, when he goes, I think uh, yeah. he's playing the way he has been. And uh, Luke Reimer, if he decides to stay another year or leave, cause he's a junior. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope he stays because uh, that would be huge to have him and Nick uh, back for one more year together. Um, but yeah, I, if it Luke's going to be a high draft pick as well, I believe. But. You know, um, Husker's got a commitment from Hayden Moore. He's a 6'3", 210 pound linebacker. He's just listed as a linebacker. It doesn't say if he's outside or inside linebacker. I'm sure yeah. they'll, they'll, Fitting into something, yeah. But you know, you look at O'Shawn Mathis. He, you know, you look. Maybe he's on the defensive. I know edge rushers, and, and same way with Maverick Noonan, who just uh, uh, committed to the to the Huskers. Uh, you know, are they? I know they're edge rushers. Is that more like an offensive linebacker? Excuse me, a, an outside linebacker, uh, or is are they defined as? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. The D lineman or a, a yeah outside linebacker yeah well my guess is that if you're defined as like a rush end is different from a linebacker some like outside linebackers you blitz them standing up oshawn mathis is probably going to blitz with his hand in the dirt is my guess yeah Um, so I, i mean garrett nelson had his hand in the dirt some last year not a whole bunch um but if you're a linebacker i think that usually means that you're playing more standing up or if you're rushing you're coming in on a sprint and trying to time it uh, for for a blitz but um linebackers are supposed to be fast whereas edge rushers you're supposed to be fast but then also you get the you you know how to maneuver around an offensive lineman quickly and efficiently with the hand moves or whatever uh getting under his pads that kind of stuff so yeah but that's that's what i would think i'm not for sure though i don't know yeah yeah well it's it's kind of interesting because uh it's you see in you go through some of these recruiting circles and they'll have somebody listed as a 
you know, in this case, an outside linebacker or a D lineman. So I, it's, it doesn't matter as long as they're playing and they play well, that's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. As long as you get tackles and sacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else I no. need to really talk about. Uh, did you want to talk about Jackson Hannah real quick? They, that seemed to be a decent thing. He transferred to Texas. Yeah. Um, but he was an inside linebacker. I didn't think that there was too I had never really heard that name before. Um, but when I was looking over the Hale varsity thing, they were talking about him. Like it was not a huge loss, but still like a loss yeah. for Nebraska. I never heard that name before. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, well, I don't he, know. Didn't, he didn't play that much. So. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he must've just showed a little bit of potential. I don't remember seeing him at all. So yeah, but I don't have anything else. Uh, Grandpa, do you have anything? Nope. We'll just, right. uh, talk to you next week and uh, uh yeah we got uh, secondary coming up next week and then yeah. we got special teams and then we'll be done and try to get tommy on because uh, we got to meet him so uh yeah shout out to everyone we got to meet that was awesome to meet you guys and then uh also thank you guys again for listening uh after i announced that we had like 120 something downloads on the o-line thing uh, it jumped all the way up to 175 in one month so that's huge thank you guys so much the last episode got 120 something downloads and is still climbing so uh that's that's just awesome for us and uh we now have four i think i counted again there's only six states uh from the united states that don't have a download yet we got new hampshire in so uh whoever's listening to new hampshire shall see you get your state on the how about them huskers download board um but uh yeah that's thank you that's that's just huge for us we we love doing this every week for you guys so tell your friends yeah yep tell your friends enemies uh, everyone everyone you find on the street uh, but yeah that's that's all i have and uh we will be back next week with secondary and most importantly go big red <laughs>